I'll just hit the record button and then we'll uh we'll see we'll see what happens. I guess I guess this is it. Here we are. There we go. The first episode, quote unquote first episode because we definitely did not fuck up a recording before. No, I don't know why you would even say that. I don't either. You know, just uh it's kind of like when you say break a leg out there, maybe, you know? Yeah. Go break fuck a up leg a leg out there, maybe. Go break a leg. Go fuck up a recording. Maybe it's something like that for, yeah. like, the podcasting world. Get all your files deleted, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what someone said, like over like a transistor radio. I think it's illegal to curse over the radio, I think. Back then? Probably. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it wasn't illegal, but I bet it was very frowned upon. Probably. Who knows? Well, anyway, this is it. This is the first episode of the Nostalgia Entertainment System podcast. Holy shit. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm your other host, Paul. Wow. If you're not sure what the show is, we recorded uh, a little like introduction teaser episode. You can go listen to that. But in a nutshell, this podcast is just uh, us talking about stuff we remember from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, I yeah. don't know. Like this is about fast food toys because what kid didn't go to Donald's or Burger King and get a kid's meal? True. Yeah. We were both born uh, 1993. Good year to go. Start going to fast food restaurants, getting their toys. Yeah. I mean, not we probably didn't go that year because we were both tiny little babies. That's true. But I don't think I could have eaten the chicken nugget when I was, you know, zero. I don't know. I think there's hard. I probably looked a, like a chicken nugget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped up in little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Pink skin. Yeah. And sweet and sour sauce. Do they have sweet and sour sauce at Burger King? Uh, actually, well, that might have been a new addition. McDonald's. What's the what's that one sauce? Ketchup. That, no, the Rick and Morty one. Oh, Szechuan sauce. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, you know, speaking of sauces, you know what I did the other day? What? I remade Burger King zesty sauce. I don't remember. I do not remember the zesty sauce. Sauce. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Off to a good start strong, here. Strong opening. Uh, yeah, last time... Okay, maybe not last time, but uh, every time I go to Burger King, I get the zesty sauce. Do you still go to Burger King often? Uh, yeah, I think that not like super often. It's not my most visited fast food place to go. Okay, but I do ha- hold very fond memories of Burger King because my parents lived within walking distance of one. Oh yes, I I have heard that before. Yeah, so I don't know. I think Burger King in the grand scheme of things ranks pretty low among like the general population's like hierarchy of fast food burger places. Definitely. But it's up there for me. I love Burger King. Still. Still. I I yeah, like last week I got Whoa. Burger King and I got zesty sauce in which they did change uh the little the little design on the packet. And some of the ingredients are a little different, but it tastes the same. 
anyway, I read the ingredients list and I bought some of the ingredients and I mm-hmm. put it together and I'm pretty close. Is it, what is it? Is it like a fry sauce? It's like a fry sauce. And I didn't notice this until like, I really like, you know, I, I like last time I took an onion ring and I dipped it in there and I really like examined what was in this sauce. Cause I really like it. Like you just like looked in the sauce and no, I looked with my tongue. Oh, okay. I, I, I ate the onion <laughs> that ring. Old expression. I ate, I ate the onion ring, and then I watched like tried to examine like really what's in there aside from just looking at the ingredients list. And honestly, it's a little surprising that I like it because the primary flavor is prepared horseradish. Interesting. And I typically do not like horseradish, but after I like look at the ingredients, like, huh. That's like the second ingredient. And I like I taste it was like, okay, no, this is like a horseradishy kind of thing, but it's balanced out with like a nice tang from some vinegar. It's a mm. little bit sweet, but not too much enough to balance like the the tanginess out. Um anyway, I remade it and now I don't have to like go to Burger King where they only give you one tiny packet. I just have a, a bowl full. What what else do you eat with it? Uh I don't know what to eat with it other than like <laughs> onion rings okay but i just wanted to see if i could make it because that's a condiment that i really like can you make onion rings and i I don't i know anybody could but can (laughs) you specifically make onion rings uh probably not well but i could try you should i I love you i feel like you would do a good job at that you know what else i remade what i also made market on fronts chipotle aioli did you yep congratulations it's pretty good nice I don't people have been asking me about that for years. It's not difficult. There's, I imagine. It's it's literally just mayo and a can of chipotle chilies and like the sauce that it comes in. Yep, that makes sense. That is it that's it. And like I put some salt in there and I think a little bit of lime. Did you put any oil in it? No. Oh, they add a lot of oil, so you're you're Why would there. you well wait a minute? Why would you need to add oil to it? It's gonna make it so runny and it needs to be thick. I don't know. And there's already oil in mayo. I don't know. I just know they added a lot of oil. Okay, well, I'm going to say mine's better now. Probably is. Could be. I've been I haven't re- tried it. Wait, mine? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you try some of it later. Sure. That'll be a bonus episode. Paul tries Josh's sauces. Yeah. It has nothing to do with our price. No. No. But hey, if you sign up on that Patreon, patreon.com slash nostalgia entertainment system, and we get enough of you on there, you can hear Paul's reaction to my recreation of a local restaurant's uh, very delicious aioli. Yeah, wow, that is definitely, I would love that, mostly because I'm very hungry now, as I, as I say this. Well, hopefully we'll remember to do a break this episode. And uh, yes, I've got some pizza. Maybe that goes good with the aioli. I don't know. I really don't have there a lot of food right now. Hey, that's okay. I'm not asking you for food. I'm just saying I'm hungry. Okay. Well, that sounds like a catchphrase that some like dad would say in like the 50s. I'm not asking for food. I'm just saying I'm hungry. Maybe that should be your uh, catchphrase for the for the pod. Yeah, okay. I'm locking in my catchphrase right now. First episode, first like what? 10 minutes, 5 minutes? Um How long we we in this? I don't know where the time, <laughs> I don't know where the time code is. All right, well, either way, I'm locking it in. <laughs> oh wait, no, we're we're seven and a half minutes. Seven in. and a half minutes in into the first episode, my catchphrase is locked in as. Oh, I, I forgot. <laughs> it. What is it? Uh, I'm not. I'm 
not asking for food. I'm just saying I'm hungry. And there he is, your host, Paul. Yep. Wow. Maybe I'll say that at the beginning of every episode. I don't know. Maybe I'll fit it into every episode. Who knows? Shoehorn it in so it's un- <laughs> unnatural every single time. Yeah. I'll try to ask a question every time where I can. It leads me to be able to say that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm fine with that. All right. No objections here. Good. Then case adjourned. All right. Podcast over. Thanks for coming by, everybody. We'll see you next week. But do doot. Should we have an episode? You can cut this out if you want. Oh, to. I don't. I don't think an we're episode cut any about, of this out. about pornography, because <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing that, <laughs> as a maybe a thirteen or fourteen year old, <laughs> yeah, should, like your your limited access to it. We shouldn't do an episode about pornography. I don't know. Maybe we could. Maybe that could be a Patreon episode. <laughs> if people want, well, here's the thing though: is that everyone talks about like the scrambled porn on like HBO or whatever because their parents didn't have HBO. I know nothing about that. Me neither. My only ex- my my exposure to to <laughs> like pornography when I was thirteen was like the magazine stand at the grocery store, and just like oh, it's the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Well, what oh, grocery store were you at where they had that out? Every grocery store did. Damn, Kalispell is a horny town. Yeah. What's even better is that sometimes, because I think most of the time they were sealed in plastic. But every now and then, someone would be very horny, and they would just open it up. And they're like, oh, yeah, an opened edition, a swimsuit edition. They would open, wait, so you mean like you would find one that had already been opened yeah. in the store? And then somebody put it back? Yeah. They just wanted to thumb through it, I guess. Maybe it was another kid that, you know, had lower morals than I did, or ethics. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to open this and look at it now. I was too scared. I would be too scared to do that, too. But I, I was not too scared to just, you know... Look at it. No one's in the magazine aisle. It's 2004. So you would like walk up to the aisle and just like look at it. Like, would you touch it? Yeah, I would like thumb through it. it. I mean, your wiener. Yeah, I would thumb through my wiener. Thumb through your wiener. Wait, you would pick up the Sports Illustrated and thumb through it? Yeah. Oh, you mean the the opened ones? Yeah. Okay, what about the unopened ones? I would look at the covers and like... Would turn you, it- you would pick it up? Yes. Okay, this is just... Totally different from how I was. Oh, were you too scared? Yeah, I would like look at it and hope <laughs> that somebody would come and move the gray panel that was in front of it. Oh, I forgot Hastings. about the panels. Those ones I didn't mess with, but some of them would just be like, oh, here it is, just out in the open for me to look at. Oh, see, that's how I felt about like those like uh, magazines for women in like their 50s where it had like Rachel Ray on the front, like Women's Health. Yeah. See that mm. I would look at those because <laughs> you can't get in trouble for looking at Rachel Ray. Yeah, Rachel Ray on the cover of Looking Good After 50. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Middle school's a weird time. It really is. I spent a lot of time in the magazine aisle. Cause I wouldn't want to go grocery shopping, but my mom would still make me go. So I yeah. would just go to the magazine aisle and read all the video game magazines. That's it. Those were weirdly expensive. Do you remember like like they they had like I guess maybe I'm thinking of Hastings, which is kind of like a Borders specifically had. Remember Borders? I No, I never went to a Borders. Oh. I only had Hastings. I had a Borders. I have a funny story about a Borders, but can continue. I remember they had, specifically, I remember going to them and looking at like a Pokemon magazine. And the magazine was like $30. 
And I remember Whoa, being yeah, $30. Yeah. And it was a magazine and I wanted to buy it. And, you know, as a kid, like I had $30 saved up from like years. And my, I remember telling my mom, like, I want to buy this magazine and her being like, do you? And I was like, maybe not. <laughs> so I, I never bought it, but. That's I'm, honestly probably a wise choice, unless it's a collector's item now, in which case young Paul fucked up. I would not have kept that and it would have been probably torn to shit. So. Oh, well, okay. I think I dodged a bullet either way. Well, great. Oh yeah. My story about borders. Yes. Yes. So. As people may know, Borders went out of business in like, I don't know, 2011 or 12, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. At least that's when the one in Kalispell closed. Um, and for Christmas or some some sort of gift giving holiday, um, a friend of mine, uh, her grandparents who are like not nice people, I'll just whatever i don't know they're not nice people and they're not generous people um they they gave her a gift like a 50 dollar gift card to borders which had already been closed for like two years at that point damn and that was in addition to a keychain flashlight so it kind of balances out yeah but also that was uh the only gifts they were given for like christmas from grandparents that own like four houses on the lake shit come on grammy and pop pop yeah sucks huh truly it does unless it's kind of like a Chekhov's gun situation where sometime down the road that keychain flashlight really paid off in what way well like you know do you know what a Chekhov's gun is no okay so it's like a storytelling device where if you're watching a movie or reading a book and somebody mentions specifically a gun in that's like hung up on the wall or something like that or a gun like tucked away or something, the only reason why that's getting mentioned is because before the story is over, you know that gun is going to go off. Oh, so it's just a foreshadowing method. Exactly. Okay. Was it a foreshadowing method on their grandparents' part? No. Okay. Well, then it's a shitty gift. Yep. Sure is or was. Eh, you can. Is it? Is it is or was? You know, I thought that was going to be a lot more straightforward of an answer than. Because it is a gift, but it was a gift. It was a gift, and it was a shitty gift, but it still is a shitty gift. Yeah, I think it was because she is no longer being given it as a gift at this moment. All right. So it was a shitty gift. I did not. Did you have a grammar test in 10th grade? Uh, my grammar gave me a test and it was. <laughs> she asked me if I loved her. And I said yes. <laughs> and I passed. Good for you. I did not pass. I had to take the test three times. Your grammar's test? Yeah. Did you say you didn't love her? Yeah. I never actually took a a real grammar test, though. I don't think. Oh, I thought it was state curriculum. Maybe it was. Maybe I just don't remember. I don't know. I just remember uh, everyone making a big deal about it. Like, 10th grade, you got to take the grammar test. And you, you, if you fail. It was in 10th grade? Yeah. Boy, I don't remember that at all. If you don't get above an 80%, you have to retake it. Who did I even have for 10th grade English? Mr. Bartowski. 
Let's see. Ninth grade was Miss Belial. Eleventh grade was Mr. Pagriba. And twelfth grade was Mr. Salisbury. <laughs> like the who? steak? Yeah, exactly. Well, who was the tenth grade? Oh, Mr. Brophy. Wow. Do you remember all your teachers' names? Maybe. Or at least when you only had one teacher, do you remember their names? Oh, yeah. I remember my elementary school teachers' names. And my preschool teacher. Wow. I don't remember who my preschool teachers were. I remember I remember most of them from, from kindergarten through end of high school. Name them. Go. Josh, go. Kindergarten. You had Miss Anfins. Uh, should we be name dropping these people? I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Maybe this isn't a good bit. I don't, it's not going to be relatable to anybody who did not go to school in Helena or to Kalispell. That is true. Yeah, maybe we should skip this Yeah, bit. okay. <laughs> this is more of a thing that we could just do on our own time. That's true. Uh, I went to McDonald's the other day. Ooh, what'd you get? I got a Big Mac. I don't like Big Macs. You don't like Big Macs? I don't like that there's just a superfluous third piece of bread. You know, that's a good point, but I feel like it does add to the to the taste a little bit. But my problem with the Big Mac is that it's too small. Don't they have a bigger Mac now? I don't think so. I mean, they they did. They Yeah, they had like the Big Mac, the bigger Mac, and the Grand Mac. But I think that was just promotional. They don't think okay. they're doing it right now. Because I would have loved to get like a Grand Mac because I like the way a Big Mac tastes. It's delicious. I know it's shit, but it's delicious. But it's too small. You eat one and it's like, I could probably eat like at least another half a Big Mac. Well, here's the thing. This is also part of the reason why I love Burger King is that their burgers are really big. That's a good point. Sometimes they're even too big. Because normally like, like very much like you, I can eat like, I don't know, like when I go to McDonald's, I normally get a quarter pounder, a double quarter pounder with cheese. Mm-hmm. I could eat like two of those. Yeah, they're small. They're yeah, small they're very small. But... If I go to Burger King and I get my normal like double stacker, that is too much. Wow. I I just got to say, I haven't been to Burger King in so long that I don't even know what the names of their burgers are. I you know got, the Whopper. You got the Whopper. You got the Whopper Junior. Okay, I knew that. You've also got, I don't, do they still have the Impossible Whopper? They they have to, right? Like they, Was that just a limited time promotional thing? I don't know, but I, I really I bet liked it. they still it. have it. I liked it. I would like to try that one. It's good. I think it's good that they did that. Good for Burger King. I want to try the KFC plant-based fried chicken. Oh, yeah. The ones that they're making in like Korea? I think in Taiwan. I think there's some of the US now, but I could be I could be wrong. Yeah. If if it tastes the same and has the same texture, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm all for lab grown meat. Me too. It'll be cheaper to produce. It's better for the planet. And more humane. And more humane. I just like the taste of meat. And if I know anything about science, is that science can recreate anything at some point. Mm-hmm. So it'll have the same nutrition and the same taste. What's... Yeah, sure. I'll eat fake meat. Me too. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, if you're going to eat shit, you might as well eat shit that doesn't... At that point, is it even eating shit? I mean, if it's just like still like bad for you, maybe they could engineer it to not be bad for you. Maybe it'll be like a like a a superfood. <laughs> that would be great. Then that's all I would eat is fake fake meat. But I mean, I'll eat fake meat even if, even if it is as bad for me as a 
like a normal fast food. What other burgers does Burger King have? Oh, you know what I don't like about Burger King though is that I think they have the worst chicken sandwiches out of any fast food place. Oh, I've never had their chicken sandwich. Their chicken sandwiches are like the long hoagie style. Oh, interesting. Not that that has anything to do with the flavor, but it is a different shape of mm-hmm. chicken sandwich. But the kind of like chicken that they use is like, you know, when you go to like the grocery store deli and you look at the chicken strips and they've definitely sat there for long enough that they like kind of flattened out and like deflated. Yeah, they're, they're like wilting. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, they're like when you bite into it, they're like a little hard and like kind of crunchy. They're simultaneously too hard, but also too soft. Yeah. Yeah. That like, like it was microwaved for too long. That's kind of what yeah. Burger King's chicken sandwiches are like. Oh. They're not good. I don't remember which one had which. Oh, no, no. I remember now. So like Burger King had a big kid's meal, which I don't even know how it was different, but there was a kid's meal and then there was a big kid's meal and McDonald's had a mighty kid's meal. Yep. So I remember being like really into the idea of taking like a getting a big kid's meal not a kid's meal i was like no i need a big kid's meal because i'm 10 or something eight i don't remember how old i was but i remember being like no there's a kid's meal for fucking babies fucking loser ass (laughs) babies and then there's a big kid's meal for me who's practically an adult who's almost able to drive a car you know do you remember graduating from like the kid's meal and like i'm gonna order a combo meal i don't really Cause I kind of remember when that happened for me. And that was around the time that like the, uh, the BK stacker was introduced. And I'm like, that looks good. Mm. I'm going to get that instead of a kid's meal. Ooh. And then I don't think I ever, I don't think I really got a kid's meal since. In fact, I thought I wasn't allowed to get one. Oh yeah. But you're an adult. You can just go get it if you want. It still feels weird. No. Yeah. No, I think, I think they would think it was weird. Well, no, they'd probably just assume you have a kid. You're just getting this for a kid. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll probably uh we'll we'll talk more about the history of uh of fast food toys and uh some more some more anecdotal stuff uh after the break. We'll see you then. Bye. Ferris was a kid with a pet goat, and what a big catastrophe. Cause the goat gobbled up everything in sight. He was a constant eating disastrophe. He ate his mom's chair and he ate his dad's hair. He even ate the cushions on the couch. Now all the stuff he ate made the goat feel bad, so Ferris came up with another plan. Goat, you gotta eat a better diet. Fruit and dairy, let's go try it. They went to McDonald's for a treat. They had milk to drink and they had fruit to eat. Now Goat thinks he's as strong as an ox. If only we could get him to stop eating the box. Wow, Millhouse, that frozen black cherry's turned your tongue black. <laughs> My tongue's black too. Ooh, ooh, let me try. Let's hey, have black tongue. Me, uh, <laughs> this Halloween, the Simpsons are at Burger King. Now, in every big kid's meal, you can get a Simpsons spooky light up. They gleam, there is scream, and you can collect all 15 at Burger King. Where else? Welcome back. I guess us. There was not there was not that much of a break for for the listeners, but for us it's a it's been like 10 minutes. Yeah. Wow. And what a long 10 minutes it was. Unbelievable. 
Uh, you want to just give us a let, let's share a little bit of uh, our history with uh, fast food toys. Uh, so yeah, did you did you get a lot of them? Like I, I don't know, I would like every time as a child that you would go to like a Burger King or a, or a or a McDonald's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Would you say that during the appropriate ages? you would have gotten a kid's meal or did you like opt in just to like to get a cheeseburger or something? No, I, I would almost always get a kid's meal. Um, and I would always try to get a toy, but I was looking through in my research for this episode, I was looking through like the toys. Like I wanted to look at some of the specific, like, um, themes for toys, um, that they had. There's a lot. There are. There are tons. And also, I realized how little I actually went to fast food restaurants to get toys. I only got like two or three, maybe. Like um, ever? No, no. From from each oh, okay. thing. And even then, it was like when I wanted it specifically, I would like... That's true. I did feel like I opted out of a lot of like toy series. Yeah. Because I remember specifically like Simpsons ones or Star Wars ones. I was really into those. Um... So I would always try to go back for those as much as I could, but that wasn't always the case. And I think there was a few more, maybe like Chicken Run or something like that. But uh, specifically the McDonald's toy lines, I think a part... Did we, McDonald's had the uh, uh, Beanie Babies, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, and I'll be talking about that a little later. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, I got into the McDonald's Beanie Babies for a Ooh, minute. You were a teeny beanie craze boy i was i really you was. were the you were a teeny beanie yeah and uh we'll definitely go into more into that but i remember i liked those really liked the star wars like after revenge of the sith came out like the it's called like the complete saga i think was what they called their oh, i don't know this one. Oh, it was it was just basically like you could get star wars stupid little like fucking star wars toys that didn't really do anything um i think some of them glowed in the dark maybe or some of them had voices i don't know but they were just like short little squat they didn't move or anything they were basically just like look at oh i hated those toys where they didn't like articulate or like make sounds and they were just like a chunk of plastic yeah but i loved star wars as a kid so i was like into it i yeah i just i just wanted that makes sense all of them and i didn't really get very many of them but uh yeah that's my little (laughs) little intro into my wow kids burger king kids toy fast food kids toy fast food toy for kids wow it's gonna shout my feelings <laughs> uh i've got a little bit of the history of fast food toys that i can go through uh let's do it all right cool we can go ahead and start here um honestly a little bit somewhat difficult to find like I don't know, like really consolidated and like corroborated information about the history of fast food toys. I found some like some sources that like came to a consensus and then others just like were all off in years by up to like five years. Whoa. So I don't know. This is a lightly educational podcast. So I suppose take it with uh, a grain of salt. It's more just trivia and, and fun, fun information than like you know, you're not going to listen to this to study for a test. At least I hope not. I hope you do. All hopes you do. Yeah. If you're studying for a test, throw away those fucking textbooks, nerd. College. More like 
Waste of your freaking time, nerd. Waste of your freaking knowledge. <laughs> oh, that rhymed. <laughs> Shit, dude. I went to knowledge. I went to college because I'm a big dummy. Yeah, you goofed. I did goof. So the history of the kids meal. Uh, so from what I found, the kids meal was first introduced at a quick service restaurant chain called Burger Chef. Uh, Burger Chef? <laughs> Burger Chef. Uh, Burger Chef. Uh, an Indianapolis food chain that operated from 1954 to 1996. They competed, obviously, with large corporate chains uh, like McDonald's and Burger King. But they proceeded uh, creating a meal that was specifically marketed uh, towards children. Interesting. Yeah. The more interesting part about this was when I was researching Burger Chef. Have you ever typed into the search bar in Wikipedia? Ever? Yeah. Just at all? Yeah. I think so. It's not a common thing that people do, right? Probably not. Because I feel like whenever you try to type something in, you never get the results that you're looking for. And you should just go to Google and type wiki at the end of your search. I was already on the page and I was already scrolled to the very top of the Burger Chef wiki. Or like another like, like maybe I was on like Burger King or, or McDonald's or something. Oh, I see where you're going with this now. I just, I just. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So I typed in Burger Chef to get back to the page to continue reading the article. And the only other article on Wikipedia that has to do with Burger Chef, other than the restaurant, is an article called The Burger Chef Murders. Jesus. Yeah. So that was a fun little detour while like trying to like research things about kids meal. I don't I think it was like in the 70s. Four employees at a burger chef went missing and then were found dead. Authorities, I guess, found some suspects, but there was not enough physical evidence to convict them. So no one got arrested or Ever? sent to jail. Nope. Josh, did we just turn this into a true crime podcast? We about sure the did. Burger chef murders. We are now a podcast about the burger chef murders. Oh, my God. That sounds kind of fun. But also, I feel like we might die in the process. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? That's insane that there's just like, yeah. Like there's not enough evidence. There's not enough physical evidence to convict these like, I think it was like three suspects or something. I don't know. Read the article. It's kind of wild. So we fast forward a little bit. I'm sure maybe some stuff happened in between like. In between the murders. And in between stuff. the murders and Burger Chef introducing the kids meal or like their meal for kids or whatever. And then other fast food chains like picking up the idea. But I'm going to start. With And this is primarily just going to be about McDonald's just because they're maybe the most prevalent in terms of like meals that are marketed towards children. So we're moving on to the McDonald's Happy Meal. McDonald's supposedly, according to this Eater article, uh, officially credits the Happy Meal to an ad executive uh, that I think worked for them. They didn't, the article didn't really say, but an ad executive uh, named Bob Bernstein, who developed the idea based on another idea from uh, a person that worked at a Guatemalan McDonald's uh, whose name was Yolanda Fernandez de Cofino. So so a white guy stole this from a person of color. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Good to know. It keeps just... You got Ray Kroc stealing stuff. You got Bob Bernstein stealing stuff. Just every good thing basically was a white person stole it from a person of color. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Should we chuck that in a team for for me as a white guy? <laughs> Yeah, that's one for you, zero yeah. for me. Yeah, okay. We'll keep track throughout the podcast. That's <laughs> one for team. I'm not trying to be racist, but I'm, I'm... 
Josh is not white. I am white. So I figured <laughs> we might as well keep track. <laughs> yeah, this is a contest now. Fernandez, uh, is it Fernandez de Cofino? Would that be, or is it de Cofino? I don't know. How, I don't really know how to separate uh, her many names, but uh, she created uh, what was called the Menu Ronald, uh, which was a hamburger, a small fry, and a small sundae. This was apparently the original like kids meal. Mm. So you would go to a McDonald's, you would say, I want the Menu Ronald for my child, and you would get handed these three items. No toy yet. The toy was not introduced. It was just small meal and a dessert. Woo! Fast forward a little bit. Um, prior to the official release of the Happy Meal, McDonald's then offered what was called the Treat of the Week, uh, which mm. for some reason, from what I could tell, was just like, well, I guess, I don't know. This isn't as weird now that I'm looking at like my notes and like thinking about it. Um, but it was just like, you would just request, like, I want the treat of the week for my kid. Um, and then you would just get a small toy that rotated on a weekly basis. I thought it was weird that you would have to request it, but you also have to request a Happy Meal. So that really is now a moot point to me. That was why I thought it was weird. And like, I should really point that out. That you had to request to get the treat of the week. Yeah, it's like going to the bank and being like, oh, can I have a sucker? Because my kid's in the car. Yeah. My annoying kid won't shut the hell up. Yeah, it's like you still have to order the Happy Meal. You still have to request getting the Happy Meal. So it's not like this is any different. Although, I think just the wording of it. Like they didn't say you ordered the treat of the week. That you had to request it. Yeah, like you you might think like, oh, I'm ordering a kid's meal. And also the treat of the week, please. Yeah, send a self-addressed envelope to your local McDonald's requesting a treat of the week and you'll get one mailed in four to six business days. Four to six business days would be pretty good. It was slower back then. So the toys that were included with the uh, the treat of the week, which I did look up some pictures of these and they were okay. I mean, they were just like really typical early 70s kind of plastic junky toys. Uh, but there was a pizza Frisbee from when McDonald's had a pizza. Whoa. Yeah. McDonald's used to have a pizza. I think, oh, I don't know if it's still around, but I remember reading an article saying that there was like a McDonald's chain in like Ohio that still sold the pizza. How? I don't know. Maybe they just make it on their own. But I think it seems like they wouldn't be allowed. I don't know. Franchises can do what franchises want, I guess. I don't know. Because in that movie, um, the founder about Ray Kroc, they had a whole bit about how like there was like the McDonald's franchises were supposed to only sell burgers and fries and milkshakes and normal McDonald's stuff. And there was one that was selling like fried chicken and Ray Kroc went up to them and was like, you can't sell fried chicken because you can only sell this pre-approved stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they got in like big trouble and stuff. Wow. I'm surprised if that there is a place that still. I don't know if it's still doing it, but I remember reading that article or just like reading a comment about it somewhere on the Internet like a couple of years ago that there was still one location that was selling the pizza. I, I might be wrong. I, I mean, don't know. It, you could be right. I don't know. Um, maybe they've calmed down since Ray Kroc fucking died. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, other toys included the Ronald, uh, a Ronald McDonald yo-yo or a little Hamburglar figure. Uh, there's other things that were included, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to make out from like a, a very JPEG picture on like an outdated website. Like, what is this thing? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Moving on to the actual release of the Happy Meal. And this is where I really couldn't find like information that 
corroborated with each other. I, I read articles that said 1977 was when the Happy Meal was introduced, and I've read articles that said 1979. So presumably somewhere between those years, um, the Happy Meal was officially released. Um, and the fun thing is, is that McDonald's was sued by Burger Chef for introducing the Happy Meal. Whoa. Wait, yeah. did they call it Happy Meal at Burger Chef? Uh, no. I think it just had to do with the concept of selling a meal for children and that was like marketed towards children. I think they do. They're going to be pissed when they hear about elementary school cafeterias. Yeah. Well, I never, they never sold to me. I got it for free. Oh shit, dude. Low income family, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, I really should have wrote down why they were sued, but it was something to do with like, I think the actual idea. I don't think they named it similar to a happy meal. Anyway, McDonald's ended up the winning burger the burger chef murder meal. They should bring that back. They yeah. should bring back Burger Chef as like a pop-up and sell that. Free idea for you, uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> if you want more people to come tour Indianapolis, just start a Burger Chef pop-up and... Have it murder-themed. That's hot right now. Yeah, it's hot because of all the people listening to this podcast. Yeah, and just and just true crime podcast in general. But yeah, anyway, McDonald's ended up winning the lawsuit, so they were allowed to continue selling the Happy Meal, which was introduced with less than spectacular toys, if I say so myself. You got a McDoodler stencil. Whoa. Which was just like a piece of plastic where it's like, look, you can trace these shapes. Uh, you also would get, you also could get a McRist wallet, which I couldn't really understand McRist? even from looking at the pictures. It was like a bracelet kind of thing <laughs> that you could put stuff in and they called it the McRist wallet. That's weird that they were like putting the, like the Mick, the MC on their toys. Yeah. It and was McRist. That's, it's terrible. That's weird. Um, you would get an eraser shaped like a McDonald land character. You can get a Grimace eraser or a Mayor McCheese eraser. That sounds pretty cool. Wait, were, did they have the mascots before the kids' meals? I think so. I don't really. I didn't look. I I didn't look that up. I don't know. That's interesting. If they did, if the if the characters proceed, well, they probably launched at the same time because you would need a way to market these products to children, and a friendly cartoon mascot is probably the easiest way. They probably were like, "Hey, kids, meet Grimace here to sell you." A burger and a toy. Well, Grimace's thing was originally he was like a milkshake octopus kind of thing. What? Oh yeah, did you not know about that? No, I don't. I don't know anything about Grimace other than he's purple. Oh, in his first appearance, Grimace was like a milkshake octopus evil villain kind of character. Whoa! And he what? slowly turned into the weird purple dumb lump that <laughs> was just Ronald's friend. Wait, did he always look like he does? No, he started off looking differently. Whoa. Because now he's got two arms and two legs. Speaking of which, a good episode of this podcast, I just hit the mic with my arm, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, would be about the McDonald Land TV show, which I- didn't I, even know there was a TV show. Dude, it's weird. You can find it on YouTube, and I watched it with uh, my roommate Noli at one point, and it was really weird. Whoa, but I didn't know should, there was a TV show. We should watch it. Wow. That would yeah, fit we'll, into this podcast. We'll uh we'll fit that in. Yeah. All right. I guess continuing on to some of the other like toys you would get. Uh you would also you could also get like a puzzle lock, which I looked at the picture again, super small JPEG. Not a hundred percent sure what a puzzle lock is. 
I think it was just like a puzzle toy, like a little plastic puzzle toy. Uh, or you could get a little top. A top? A top. A spinning top. Oh, like a dreidel? Yeah, but uh, non-religious. Probably wise move on McDonald's part. Yeah. Wouldn't you know, want to upset the Gentiles. However, you know, who's to say that they didn't sell uh, McDreidel in Israel? <laughs> I hope they did. I'm sure. I'm sure someone. Some shameless McDonald's <laughs> executive. That's pretty much it for like the inaugural toys. Not exciting definitely not a toy that i would want but also standards were probably different in the late 70s oh well, yeah i mean if you were a kid in the 70s you were probably happy with anything that's probably true that was even that even might look like a toy i have no basis for saying that <laughs> 1979 introduced the first and would be a recurring theme of uh promotional toys uh sold through mcdonald's so 1979 uh, Star Trek the motion picture released a toy line uh, through the Happy Meal. And pretty much from this point forward, ev- almost every toy sold through McDonald's was just promoting like a movie or like some other some other franchise. Like I don't really think they were like any other like McDonald's specific toys that came out after this point. I can't think of any like when I was growing up. That were just McDonald's toys? Yeah, it was just like, here's a toy from a movie or like some other existing franchise. Yeah, no, I they were all like TV shows or, yeah, movies. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe sometime in between because it's a while before like it really ramps up uh, because 1987 is when they entered into a partnership with Disney and Disney toys and like Disney like properties were being marketed through McDonald's. I don't, I didn't write down specifically like what movie, but that's the year that it started. Another, we'll fast forward another 10 years. This is kind of like a really quick and brief uh, history, but 1996 is when the big craze uh, hits hits the Happy Meal and sweeps America. The teeny beanie babies. Oh, fuck. I remember the teeny beanie babies. Did you, uh, did you, did you, did you get any? I think, yeah. we, did, we, did we talk about this earlier in the show? Um, we might have briefly hit on it, but I, I, I think we did. Yeah, I definitely, I don't know where I heard this because I was like probably like nine or ten, maybe younger, when this happened. No, I wait. I was born in ninety three. This was ninety six. I would have been like three years old. What? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because I remember consciously thinking about how the teeny beanie babies would be worth something someday. That's what I heard. I don't know where I heard that or who told me that. It's probably your grandma. Maybe. It's probably your grammar. <laughs> my, my grammar had no idea <laughs> about Beanie Babies being worth anything. But I remember I would keep the teeny Beanie Babies in their bag and keep Whoa. them in my underwear drawer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your underwear <laughs> for safekeeping. Shove them down my pants immediately. <laughs> no, I wish. No, I, I would put them in my underwear drawer because I heard that they were going to increase in value a thing that i had also heard about regular beanie babies i think teeny beanie babies must have kept going on off and on for maybe for years because i i definitely would not have done that at three years old yeah i don't know maybe at least they were introduced in 1996 maybe they came back i I bet they did and i think like oh this is still a hot item we better bring these back and make more money yeah definitely do you remember any of the teeny beanies that you had i had specifically the lion 
in the plastic bag. Any others you remember? Uh, no. Oh. Don't remember any others, but I had the line in a plastic bag and I was saving it because I was convinced it was going to be worth a ton of money someday. Wow. Which is like the whole thing I think Beanie Babies did was like they were a toy, but also they were marketed to adults in that they were like- These are collector's items. Yeah, collector's items that you can sell for like thousands of dollars in the future, which no, you can't. You you can't just call something a collector's item and then expect it to gain value. It yeah. Was, I also don't think you can really call it a collector's item when you release it on a huge scale nationwide, you know? Yeah. Like, these are collector's items. And there's, I don't know, like, you could say they're collectible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, when you sell at, like, every single location throughout the country, yeah, maybe with, even outside of the country, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Canada had them. Like, yeah, it's like, is it really a collector's item? I don't know. No. Fuck no. I had a, I had the flamingo. I had a pink flamingo. Ooh. Uh, and I had a crab. Those are the only two I think that I had. Did you open them? Yeah. Simple, the crab was simple, Josh. Crab was very soft. I liked it. <laughs> the crab was soft, not the flamingo. And they were both soft, but the crab had a larger surface area because it's flat. So I thought it was softer. Okay. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, sure, as a fact, but you'd think they would make the flamingo softer. They're, I mean, they were the same material. But I wouldn't know. Mine was in a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, you really, uh, you really goofed on that one too. Yeah, it was so stupid. I'm sure I threw it out eventually in high school, being like, "This is dumb. I don't need this." Yeah. the 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 interesting thing about about like mentioning the collectability of of these toys is that. Oh, I think it was somewhere in the south. I like read a brief article or maybe watched a video that mentioned that like there's a convention that like people will go to to like buy and sell and trade fast food toys which is really Weird. interesting i i could see going to like look at the fast food toys but like, buying wanna, and selling wanna, and trading yeah it's like it's just That's... a convention that people go to and like yeah they just go to their the go there to revel in the experience of fast food toys with other people that share the same, like there's enough that there's a, there's enough people interested in it that there's a convention. It's yeah. kind of wild to me. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it goes like, there's like no interest. Then it's like a cult following. And then there's like a convention and then you can have like a museum. I'm sure they're already in a museum somewhere. Yeah, it's teeny baby. Yeah, teeny true. beanies are definitely, Teeny beanie or teeny beanie, teeny beanie babies. I keep teeny beanie babies. I keep knocking the babies off. Teeny beanies, teeny beanies. Uh, there, those are definitely in a museum somewhere. They have to be. Someone's got to. Yeah, I, I mean, I would go go look at like a fast food toy museum. I think that could be That'd interesting. Be, that would be pretty fun. Uh, moving forward, two thousand one. Uh, McDonald's introduced the Mighty Kids meal, which you talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, which is a response to Burger King's Big Kids meal, which was introduced two years prior in 1999. Damn, two fucking years. Yeah. Burger if King. If this happened like now, I feel like it would be within like three months. Oh, yeah. If not 100%. Less. Like yeah. that turnaround is so much. But two years, 
they just let Burger King run wild with the idea of selling to an older like demographic. I think that really worked on me as a kid. Like I remember oh, yeah, as a kid, yeah, being like, I don't want to go get a Happy Meal. I want a big kids. All the ads Burger were like King. that too. Like there was an ad that I watched for, uh, I think it was Mighty Kids Meal. I don't think it was the Burger King, the Burger King one. Um, but like it's it's a bunch of kids that are like going on a roller coaster and they have like that sign that's like you must be this tall to go on this ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like like a few kids go in and they're like, of course I'm tall enough. Look, I've got a big I've got a mighty kids meal. And then this little girl comes up who's clearly too young and like too short, but she like has a bag with a mighty kids meal in it, and the attendant's like, You got the mighty kids meal, so I guess you can go. <laughs> So like that's kind of funny. That's it funny is pretty bit. funny, but like, yeah, like the marketing, like at least definitely worked for you, you know, like oh, absolutely, you know, designed towards children who had outgrown a traditional Happy Meal, um, and because not not only are you like, it, it's not like you're paying the same thing for like or like you're paying for. What am I trying to say? It's not like you're you're getting the same thing with a different name. You're getting more food with it too. Mm-hmm. At least that was the idea. I don't know. I don't really, again, I don't really remember ever eating or like specifically remember any eating any like the foods that came in like a kid's meal or whatever. So there was probably like two more French fries. I think it was two more nuggets. I think it was one of the Damn, things. Damn, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Two more nuggets. And I think you maybe get like a little, like a double cheeseburger or something. Uh, even though it's a mighty kid's meal and you're a big kid now, you still get a toy. Oh yeah. Of you course. can't get rid of the toy. No. So that part stayed. I'm glad that it stayed. Not a lot of developments happening in the uh, the Happy Meal space until 2004 when some someone's big brain idea at McDonald's was to introduce adult Happy Meals, <laughs> which focused <laughs> on healthy eating. Idiot. Yeah. So you go to you go to McDonald's. You I get shouldn't say that because it probably worked. Uh, I mean, not really. So, I mean, with the adult Happy Meal, you get a salad, you get a McDonald's branded fitness DVD. <laughs> You get a bottle of Dasani water, and you also, instead of a toy, you get a pedometer. No way. You got a fucking pedometer and a fucking bottled water? Yeah. Well, don't forget about that McDonald's branded fitness DVD. That's the big pull. Um, And it was so popular that it lasted a few weeks before the promotion was pulled. Wow. (laughs) It did not last. It was unsuccessful, uh, unsurprisingly. That's, I'm sorry if if you came up with that idea and somehow you're listening to this podcast. That seems like a thing that would work in America. It really it it's a smart marketing move. You probably just didn't market it well, and you probably did it too soon. I feel like nowadays you could do something like that, but make it a green like McDonald's against global climate change, and they'd do very well. You were just too early, bud. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it as far as like what I could find on. The progression of of Happy Meals, um, they're still being sold. The toys are a lot less interesting, I think. Like whenever I like go into, I also feel like it's just not that big of a thing anymore. Like, oh, you're also an adult man, I guess. But like, none of the franchises that are being sold are all that particularly appealing, though. Like, I think, like whenever I like go into, you know, like the lobby of a store when you could do that in the before times. And then you would just like see like the little plastic case that had, you know, all the options, all the options that you could get, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like none of these are interesting. Yeah. I feel like I I looked up 
some of the current ones and one of the ones that caught my eye was minions themed that would be a hit which tracks yeah Yeah. i don't know i just don't think they're they're as interesting anymore um the only other thing i really have about um mcdonald's was just like other promotion if you remember getting any other promotional items from them because i remember getting a cassette tape uh that's that's my ronald mcdonald cassette tape that was like 10 or so songs of just like mcdonald ronald mcdonald and a bunch of kids and maybe some of like the mcdonald land crew they would just like sing songs about aliens are visiting we gotta be nice to them and i don't know give them a happy meal or something (laughs) i don't know did you do you remember getting any other like non-happy meal or like kids meal like promotional items or whatever no I never personally got them, but that's where that like McDonald land TV show. I think they, they gave those out as video cassettes. Whoa. Like a VHS point. tape. Yeah. Oh, I would love to have gotten a VHS tape. Yeah, like, I would have too, but I, I just didn't. I could also imagine like being like, Whoa, a VHS tape. And then you open it and then you look at the tape and it's like two millimeters thick. Yeah. Did you ever notice that? Like when you would rent a video sometimes and then like you, you like- would rent like, I don't know, like an episode of a TV show. Be, there'd just be nothing on there'd the tape. There'd be no tape. Yeah. Compared to like a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what they handed out. It was like, look at all this plastic to hold 50 feet of <laughs> 50 feet of video. Mm-hmm. That'll last you 21 minutes in your VCR. 21 minute runtime. Yep. Uh, the only other notes I really have are just about Burger King, because I feel like they were the other like larger competitor because i don't like kfc didn't really have a kid's meal wendy's had kids meals wendy's did i I, and i I, thought they were bad when i was a kid i also remember think i also remember like thinking that they weren't good Mm -hmm. i also didn't like wendy's because they put mustard on their burgers i didn't like the burgers because they were square (laughs) which is stupid i also definitely thought that wendy's was like that's not right they shouldn't be square yeah which in reality, what a great idea because you're getting more surface area. Yeah, you get more burger. You get more burger. Also, they just genuinely taste better. That is true. I do think Wendy's is probably the best uh, burger franchise, at least like nationwide ones. Yeah, yeah. If you're going by like taste and like size, yes, absolutely. Yep. If you're going by ethics, no. None of them are. No. Yeah, well, yeah, there are no good, no good ones. But yeah, like when, oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I do remember getting, I remember almost zero details other than like getting like a Casper, the friendly ghost, like Halloween, like candy, like bucket pail thing from Wendy's from Hardee's. Oh, Hardee's. I remember going to Hardee's. I, I, I just now thought of this. This is like, this is like the impetus of the podcast is like, you're talking about stuff and then you realize, wait a minute. Here's this memory that I have. And like, here, here we are doing it live on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the show. That's the show. I like my, my parents would just want to go to Hardee's and I don't remember what any of their food tastes like. Was it because of their horny commercials? Did they have horny commercials? Yeah. Oh boy. That could be a whole episode. It's Hardee's horny commercials. Wow. Cause I was not supposed to go to Hardee's for a little while because of their. Wow. Commercials. I don't, I know nothing about their commercials other than like, the the little star 
like mascot guy like bounced around the screen sometimes. Oh yeah, dude. They, I'll tell you another time on another episode. Wow, they got some horny commercials. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't remember anything other than like one time standing in the lobby and the next thing I know, I got this Casper the Friendly Ghost like Halloween pail. That's mm. it. The only other like fast food toys I remember getting are are Burger King ones. Um. Wait, before we leave from McDonald's. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I don't think they do this anymore, but I guess I haven't gotten a McDonald's toy Happy Meal in a long time. Um they used to ask you like when you're in the drive-thru like they had they would have the times where you could get a boy or a girl toy. Do you remember that? No, because I I was never like I I was too shy as a kid mm-hmm. to be around whenever ordering would happen. But, I would or, just this would be like I'm picturing like in the car we almost never went through the drive-thru. Whoa. So you would sit down at we, the restaurant. We were, we were a lobby family. Okay. Yeah, we were a sit-down-in-the-lobby kind of family. I see. Wow. They used to add, they would have, like, I remember specifically, like, Transformers and Barbie were, like, the two options. So the, mm. the cashier would be like, do you want a boy toy or a girl toy? Which I think we've outgrown as a society, hopefully. Yeah, um, that's true. For the most part. But I feel, well... I feel like they only have one, like, I, I feel like at this point, they're like one set, like you get minions, it's gender neutral. Yeah, you, every every child loves minions. Yeah, well, everybody knows minions are girls. Every one of them is a girl. Kevin, he's a girl. Bob, girl. I didn't, I know nothing about the Kevin, minions. Bob, what is it, Michael? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you're, you're the resident minions expert. I am legit. I can credit the two minion names I know to the Demi Adjoebe tweet, where like, <laughs> he he has like little rhymes about each of the minions. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, um, while you're looking that up, I'll go over another fun little memory I just had about uh, eating in the fast food lobby. There was a long time uh, before I uh, accustomed. Is that a verb? Before before I grew. I don't know. There was a long time before I began to like Taco Bell. So what my parents would do was they would go to Burger King and get me a cheeseburger. And then they would go to Taco Bell and they would get their food. And we would just sit in the lobby and my parents are eating Taco Bell and I'll be eating a Burger King cheeseburger. Wow. That is (laughs) brave on your parents' part. I would feel so awkward doing that. I'm sure my parents did not care. And I'm pretty sure no one cared either because we still bought their food and ate it there but it was a weird thing until one day my dad was like no you're just gonna get something at taco bell and so he just got me uh he got me a nacho cheese gordita with steak which is not an item that they have anymore and especially not now that they've removed 50 percent of their menu yeah but i really want to i really want to experience the nacho cheese gordita with steak but i can't they don't make it anymore fucked up yeah sure uh, is i found that tweet yeah what's the tweet uh so demi i did you ebay he's a very funny man um in real life and on twitter i assume in real life i've never never met him um but so he had a uh a tweet from november 7th 2017 about the minions um it goes as follows a guide tall as the heavens this minion is kevin <laughs> only one eye Stewart's your guy. Shorter than the others? Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Mother's brother. <laughs>
and that's very funny. That is that is very funny. I like that. Thanks, Demi. Wow. We'd love to have you on the pod sometime. Yeah, send us an email. The only other toys that I really remember from Burger King were like the chicken run like set, which I did complete. Uh, the yeah. only set that I've ever completed. Which made the full plane, right? It made the full like chicken coop plane. I got all the parts. Only time I've ever done that. I don't know if I was motivated to like, I got to finish this set or if it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I think I was somewhat motivated to get it because I kind of remember walking over to the Burger King, ordering like a kid's meal and specifically asking like, could I get the left wing or whatever? Oh, I remember at some point learning that you could just ask. I think for it was a crapshoot too, whether or not they would actually do it. Yeah. Sometimes well, some of be, them times they'd be like, no. Yeah. And they'll just give you whatever. I also feel the same way about like when they would ask, like, do you want a boy's toy or a girl's toy? I feel like sometimes I would just get a girl's toy and like they wouldn't ask or my dad just didn't care. He was, <laughs> he was like, like, whatever, whatever. Forward thinking on your dad's part. Yeah. Aside from the chicken run toys. Uh, I also remember getting like the 3D Pokemon cards for Pokemon the movie 2000. Mm. They were like little plastic cards that had like a base and they would use like interact in some way when you like push them into the base. Uh, I had a Togepi that like lit up and I had a Zapdos that I think made sounds and like flapped its wings maybe. Whoa. I had an Elekid that I think also lit up. Uh, I had a Kingler that you were supposed to fill with water. And when you pushed it into the base, it would shoot the water out. It didn't work. Um, and I think I had a Marowak, uh, which just like moved its arm that had a like a bone in it. Like the arm that has like the bone weapon that it holds. It just like I remember the, down. the first Pokemon you said. Togepi. Yeah. That's the one I know. A little egg guy. Little egg guy. Yeah. Other than that, I got the Simpsons watch. I got a Simpsons watch too. Which one did you get? Well, I remember this very vividly. I had a very okay, so to paint a picture here. When I was when this happened, it probably was like what, like 2004? Something like that. Uh I remember I was in fourth grade. So 2003, 2004? Yeah, around there. Okay. Um, so I would have been in third grade, because I was a year below you educationally. Still are. <laughs> yeah. Josh is always <laughs> one year ahead of me. Um, but I remember I did not watch The Simpsons yet, but I still wanted that watch. I don't know why, but I did. So we went to Burger King, and you I remember asking my mom to get a specific watch, and I was having a really hard time choosing between the one where Homer says, Mmm, burgers. And the one where Bart and Lisa are like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I was like, I don't remember which one I ultimately asked my mom to ask for. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember her asking for it because my mom is a very nice lady and did too much good things for me, probably as a child. Um, but she asked for it and I remember being so excited. And then I got the watch and it was neither of the ones that oh, I wanted. Was it the crusty one? No. I it was the Bart Simpson one where he's on a snowboard. I don't remember. He says that like one. radical dude, I think. 
Oh, I don't um, remember that one. I which, just remember. Honestly, as a kid, I was like, actually, that's pretty cool. I'll take that. Wow. I had the I had the Homer one where he says burger. And this is like I this is like before or like I just didn't know that you could maybe request to get one. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted the are we there yet? No, are we there yet? No. That's that was probably the one that the I funniest wanted. One. Yeah, that was the one that my friend got. Oh. And I was so jealous that he got the watch that I wanted. I tried to trade him. He wouldn't trade. No, that's the golden one. I bet that's the one that I wanted. But I, I it was also know. like a cool translucent green, I think. And it looked a lot cooler. The design was cooler. Mm. Uh, but I remember wearing that watch like every day for however long I wore that watch for until the battery started dying. And when you push the button to have it talk, Homer's voice was like so garbled and slow. It was just like a like a like a bit crush, just like it was like that. And I would just like that's kind of funny. I would just keep pushing the button. And eventually <laughs> just, that watch died out. Yeah. I also wore that watch like so much, and I think too tight that I got like a little rash on my wrist. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. That's how much I love that Simpsons watch. I think mine the metal part that like hooked it in broke so i couldn't wear it but i kept it for a long time i wonder if that's still at my parents house wouldn't that be crazy if that broken watch was still there oh yeah i feel like mine could very well be at my parents house but i don't know i would probably take it apart and replace the battery that's what i would do maybe worth it yeah could be fun i mean that's pretty much everything that i've got about the history of fast food toys and my anecdotes. Have you got anything, Paul? No, you covered much more than I did in my (laughs) research. I have nothing else to add. No other stories? Nothing like that? No. uh, All the research you did was a very good segue into everything I wanted to talk about. Wow. I guess that's it. That's our episode on fast food toys. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for uh, making it this far and listening to our first episode. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, If you have any of your own uh, memories about what toys you got or, you know, whether you had like, whether you liked the food or whether you had fits about not getting a toy that you wanted. Look, I don't want to hear from any kids who had fits about not getting the toy, okay? Those were the kids who embarrassed us at the fast food restaurant. That's true. If you had a fit. uh, You can call us and tell us, not call us. You can email us and tell us how sorry you are, but that's all I want to (laughs) hear And anyway, in any case, anyway, in any case, uh, send us a tweet uh, at Nostalgia System or send us an email, Nostalgia Entertainment System at gmail.com. Actually, fun story. Wait, wasn't it Nostalgia System at gmail.com? Nostalgia System Podcast. Oh, my God. Here's the thing that kind of makes this a a lot more difficult is that I came up with the name of this podcast like two years ago, Mm -hmm. and I made the Gmail for it. And I tried to log back in. I don't know what the password is. Oh, no. I try to recover the password. Turns out I didn't set any security questions. No. So I try to like, it just enters like, all right, enter in your, like enter in this code that we sent to the recovery email. For some reason, it's not my personal email. (laughs) Just some mystery email. So I don't know if I just, one, did not make this email and it never, and like nostalgia entertainment system at gmail.com never belonged to me. Or if I just had like a weird, like I'm going to make the recovery email 
for this podcast that I want to start, not my email. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So everything is just like kind of all in a weird mishmash. Also, the full name is too long for something like Twitter. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, Twitter at Nostalgia System or email NostalgiaSystemPodcast at gmail.com is where you can find us. Yeah. Also, if you like this episode, what really helps us out is to uh, leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. If you liked it, uh, we'd appreciate it if you left a review to let others know that this is something that might be worth listening to. Yeah. Or if you don't want to leave a review, just tell your friends that this is a podcast that exists. Uh, I don't know. Unlock, unlock some memories with your friends. Let them know. Tell them about it. Tell them about us. Please. Please. Um, finally, additional support for this podcast can also be given at Patreon. Uh, at patreon.com slash nostalgia entertainment system. Finally, I'd like to thank Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on Twitter over at Moonraker Music or at Moonraker Music. Uh, that's Raker with a Y. Paul, you got any plugs? Uh, nope. Okay. You, if you really want to, you could follow me on Twitter, but I am <laughs> inactive. As so. am I. I am also inactive on Twitter. The only Twitter activity I will be doing is through this podcast. Yep. Uh, my Twitter is Krangsdumbbody, at Krangsdumbbody. You can find me on my Patreon, patreon.com slash DarumaParty. That's D-A-R-U-M-A party. Uh, same handle for Instagram and also Twitch. That's uh, pretty much it. Any parting words for us, Paul? What was my catchphrase? Uh, you're not hungry. No, I, I am hungry. I am hungry. I'm not looking for food, but I am hungry. That's what it, I think that's it. I'm hungry, but I'm not looking for food. That sounds more right. Yeah. Is that your sign off? Yep. All right. Paul, what are we talking about next week? I don't know, Josh. Maybe it's a humongous entertainment topic. All right. That's next week's topic. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.